This week's episode is brought to you by Birthdays. Why? Because Nexus at Night turns one year old this week. Fuck yeah. Thank you to all the listeners for who stuck around. Thank you to all the new listeners who are starting to listen. And fuck you, person who brings half-filled bottle of wine that wasn't finished at their last party. Birthdays. Because we had to have a milestone for something. Welcome to Nexus at Night. I'm Atlas. And I'm Matt. And we're a year old today. Oh my Holy god, we're so old. Shit, like, we made it 52 episodes and weekly, that's a year. And, uh, dang. I didn't think I was going to make it this long. You thought it was going to be like 20 episodes and be like, yeah, I'm tired of this. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, the actually how the podcast came around was the dumbest thing ever. So, all of the other people from Nexus Core tried to do this before. With, like, Miles and Richard and Gabe and all that. Like, they tried to start one, and then the whole first episode was just them making fun of Miles without getting anything done. And then I, <laughs> and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to try this myself. And then it turns out, oh, podcasting's very, very fun. <laughs> so, To and, be fair, the combination of, like, Gabe, Miles, Richard is, like, pretty absurd. And it's like, uh, it's, it's bleach and ammonia, for sure. Yeah, they, they just, they all make each other worse. Yeah. Somehow. That's kind of mean of us, but... I mean... Yeah. They probably know how, that they act differently when they're together than they do open it apart. Also true. Um, I don't think I'm saying anything, like, that I wouldn't say to them. Out of the ordinary, yeah. And then, like, over the course of time, I've had, like, different people on the show, and then I had you on enough where I was like, you should probably just stay. <laughs> so... <laughs> And now you're my co-host, and it's really fun, and we've made a lot of friends through this. We've had, you know, people like Living Proof and Commander Jaime, different fight. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. It's been a good time. Um, I figure on this very special birthday, I would get the most relevant sound clip in the land for a podcast called Nexus at Night. Ready, go. I'm working in the kitchen. <laughs> at night. It's a miracle that I didn't use that as, like, the intro, because we probably would have gotten sued into submission by now. I mean, Spongebob, I think, accurately represents Nexus Core. What, we're, we're all crazy people? We're all just various characters. Yep. I, I, I don't even know what I am at this point. It doesn't matter. It, like, these kind of things you're not supposed to, like, dig too deep in, because yeah. then it loses its luster. Yeah, I'm probably the my leg guy. Um... Yeah, so today we're talking about... Alright, first off, I'm sorry about last... Actually, no, I'm not sorry. Last week we had like half an hour for an episode, and uh, sometimes we run out of shit to talk about. You know? There's two of us, and Bushiroad hasn't released a set in English since... April? But what about Bermuda? I mean... We probably... Actually, we probably should have covered that, but... Like, yeah. 
And man, these review sets are so. I just can't care. Yeah. But from what uh from what uh, Root Bear has been telling me, he doesn't think the Chocho stuff is very good. Yeah, that's what I've heard from a lot of people. Um, the Chocho stuff is has like a resource management problem, according to people I've talked to. Yeah, I've heard the same. Like everything needs like a counter blast and or a soul blast and no to generate uh, extra attack. Yeah. So like, okay. And the the deck wants you to have like no field at, at the same time. It's like, uh, so no, want, no, thank you. So it wants you to have attacks, but also no field. Yeah. Strange. It's this weird gimmick, which oh. is kind of cool. And the cards are cute. I mean, they're Bermuda, but like the 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 girl in the TD kind of looks like a Neptunia or Neptune from uh, the Neptunia series. Oh, okay. So that's like pretty adorable. One but, thing. That, uh, one thing that bothers me about uh, the TD Grade Three is that her alternate stride cost is literally fucking better than uh, Big Belly. Yes. Big Belly is, if your field's empty, GB2, all the cards in your hand get grade plus one. Her skill and is, here was alternate stride is still bad. What, just no uh, no field? One or less stride. rear guard? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's better than Big Belly. Yep. I mean, it's no Luard. Yeah, but... I mean, Big Belly's better, like, good when you're behind, but still... Um, I don't think they're going to make an alternate thread cost that's, like, as free as Luard. Yeah. Well, I they, just... they did it, and then they're now regretting their decision. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, we, we have to wait till what, September for GBT-11? Yeah. Um, well, good thing is GBT-11 has hit Japan, and, you know, the new ban list has been in effect for, what, two, two weeks now? Three mm-hmm. weeks? So, Rose is still good, weird. Yeah, so we're going to talk about how it's been affecting the metadium over there. Um, I do not have any of, like, the top results in front of me, because I... Like, you keep sending me the link for it, and I, I, I can't read Japanese, and Google Translate is laughably bad. I mean, I've, been, I've been talking about it with people for uh, for some quite some time. Okay, then let's talk about it. So, I think... If you if you dig through like the top topping results in Japan uh, on Twitter, you see a whole lot of gear still. Yeah. Um, you see some. You see a lot of rose. Okay. You see quite a bit of di. Really. Uh, Blade Wing specifically. Good. And they're right. they're all playing like enigmatic assassin. They're playing bread of mouth over gill. Um, over gill. That's interesting. Over gill. Mostly because the new Gears G Guard like gets so huge, like even boosting Gill with an Enigmatic is like the Gears G Guard just says no. Yeah. Ow. Damn. Uh, it's the um, Fighter's Collection of Lulu. I don't remember her name. Uh, who cares? It, it, it's like games five K for every face of card in G Gun. Yeah. So it just doesn't Ooh. matter anymore. Yeah, like the. That's really cool. Um, I I'm glad that's happening. And that also means that the Blade Wing stuff I have around is going to be good. Yep. Hooray. And a lot of them have kind of dropped Sykes. So they're playing, like, Max Succubus of Tatchman, Max Flying Librarian. Uh, and they just burn to their deck. So, like, if you... The way to look at um, Succubus of Attachment, it's, um, its skill is on GB1, Darkness, uh, on play, Counter Blast 1, uh, Soul Charge 1, Draw 2, dis- Card one, counter charge one, all with like varying soul requirements, but that doesn't matter here yeah. um, because you're playing dark regulars and that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Um, 
So the idea is if you you can use cards like Flying Librarian, which is on play, GB1, Counterblast 1, Soul Charge 2, draw a card, counter charge. Um, you can use this and Succubus to kind of blow through your deck. Like, yeah. tear through it and get a pretty decent um, demagogue turn pretty early. Yeah. God. I actually didn't think Succubus of Attachment was going to be used. Um... It is, I think, worse than Flying Librarian because it doesn't initiate soul charging because it requires you had already soul charged due to the ability of darkness. Yeah. But the way to look at Succubus of Attachment of instead of being a soul charging card, it is a hand filtering card. Yeah, that's fair. Because right? it moves through your deck much faster than, um, than Flying Librarian. True. And... A common misconception is that, like, these things are card draw, but the playment of a, of a succubus attachment or flying librarian is a break-even. Like, yeah. you play the card, you draw a card, right? Like, you're not going up on cards in hand ever at any point. It replaces itself. Yeah, they just replace themselves. But what that what what for a deck like Dark Irregulars, what that means is you're going through your deck so much faster. And it's very important for Dark Irregulars to find cards that Soul Charge or, like, you know, like cards like other copies of Succubus Attachment, other card, other copies of Flying Librarian, yeah. copies of Monta Execution, and things like these that just help you move through your deck and filter out the cards you need in your soul. Yeah, that's really and cool. a lot of yeah. Go on. I mean, the darkness requirement isn't that hard to do when you have a starter that like he, that's what you start with. You go Ordinaz, shove in soul, soul charge to draw, and then yeah, they're all playing the new starter. I'm not really sure what it does though. Oh. Interesting. Okay, sorry. Continue. Yeah, and a lot of them are in six sand, six draw. Wow. They're like two of the Werecats recruit from uh, GPT-11. Werecats recruit. I want to look uh, other, decks see, other decks you see topping, are, there's a little bit of Wiseman. Uh, head around hit means that Wiseman has plays against Gears now. Yeah. Of just uh, setting up double Wisemans, and, well, they can only head around one of them, so it doesn't matter. I know that... Uh, Okay, I, I, I got into an argument uh, on the subreddit about the playability of Wiseman. And they're like, but how are you going to ensure that you draw into him? I'm like, you don't. You ensure that you soul charge him and then use the stride still. Does he know what Fenris stride still does? I don't, I don't know. I, I, I didn't bother to ask, but... Like... All you have to do is draw into one, which is kind of not hard to do, um, surprisingly. No, usually draw into, like, four of them. <laughs> yeah. N knowing you, that's entirely correct. <laughs> Ride one, have three more. Oh, yeah, yeah the best. When you're, like, hoping to draw into that skull so you can search Finrare. Never happens. Mm. I mean, I think Wiseman, like, still loses to... Like, this double Wiseman play requires finding two Wisemen, which is kind of an issue, because yeah. if you need to draw at least one of them for that. Because you can Soul Blast the other one and use Fenris Stride Scale to call it. Yeah. But you, but that's once per turn. Yeah. So you yeah. still need to draw one, right? Like, yeah. So you can miss double Wisemen occasionally in games. So it's not like a perfect solution, but it is an option they have in yeah, a decent percentage of games. But you don't need to make double Wisemen for every matchup. Your matchup is that you need this for our Gears, Night Rose, Kagero. That's kind of it. Yeah, and against Kagero, you're not even safe. Yeah. Because they can just deny you twice and you're just dead. Yeah. 
So, but like er, literally every other deck, you can just do one, you're good. And uh, I mean, any deck that can't interact on your turn, you just need one Wiseman. Yeah. And part of the oppression of Wiseman is that any deck that can't interact on its opponent's turn and needs the game to last, a, a, you know, a certain length, is just dead. Like you can't, like you can't expect to play some slow. You know, like, I'm going to play this GB, rush GB8 card with no interaction on my opponent's turn because you're just going to die to Wiseman. Yeah. And then don't give me that, like, oh, impede, you know, thing. I'm like, you, you can just throw down anything, literally anything. I mean, the, the, the Sweep Command can, uh, can, can do something about it. Okay, Sweep Command can, but, like, Vanquisher cannot. Um, yeah. Yeah, being a 21k base doesn't really do much against Wiseman. Yeah, and against Rosen or whatever, you know, Wiseman can just kind of attack Vanguard, but, like, and they don't play a lot of crits, so your opponent's going to get decently low damage. Yeah. And Rose plays get are much different based on how much damage they have. Like, three is kind of the breaking point, like, three to four. Like, once they have four damage, they can basically just try to end your life. Yeah. But, you know, if they're, like, two or something, it's pretty reasonable that they just can't do very much. With they meaning the Night Rose player or the... Yeah, the Night Rose player. Oh, yeah. And they can't double cannoneer you, so double Wiseman does work against Rose. Yeah. Because that GB2 is only once per turn. That's right. Good stuff. I was thinking about that the other day, where uh, the the new OTT stride, um, it because it prevents G-guards, all of the interaction on the opponent's turn does not happen. Right. So OTT's got this strange advantage that nobody else does. I like it. I mean, I assume that eventually this mechanic will be power creep and given to Gears or Royal Paladin or something. I'm sure, but for <laughs> now. Just... Yeah, but for now. It is a very unique and cool thing that uh, the OTC has. I think um, what, uh, Ichikishima or whatever this card is called. Yeah, I, I just something, say... Something, something, Stillwater, Ichikishima. I just say Stillwater, like the, like the band from uh, Almost Famous. <laughs> You know, I tried looking up the card by Stillwater, and that's all I got. Oh, the Almost Famous? Yeah. I could not actually find the card. It's a good movie. Um, but, uh, what was I at least it wasn't like Clearwater or something, where it's just even harder to find. Yeah. Stillwater implies that mosquitoes are fucking on her, though. So that's is that what that means? Well, okay, Stillwater is water that doesn't move, and mosquitoes breed on Stillwater, so... Oh, I see. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean there are mosquitoes. There's just I know. could be mosquitoes. Yeah. Um. What's and uh, yeah. So, and the last deck that you see a lot of is Blademaster, actually. Yeah, I'm su- kind of surprised by that. Uh, so free restainers are good. Yeah. From what I understand, Conroe is insane. Yeah. I, I've not seen a list top that's not playing Conroe. Mm-hmm. Because. Conroe has the ability to find a PG. He has the ability to find utility grade ones, like the countercharger guy. It, uh, it can also search denial Griffin. Yeah, it can also search a heal trigger for you to go into denial Griffin or any of the other crazy G guards that Conroe has. Uh, and the fact that they got a pa- actual power G guard in set eleven is also big, because a big problem that Conroe had before is not being able to really guard Vanguard attacks with G guardians. Yeah, but that's no longer that much of an issue. So, yeah, the Blademaster deck is much stronger than I originally thought it would be. Based, looking at the cards, I was like, these don't really paint a picture. 
and I thought the deck would have counter off problems, but no, it's pretty fine actually. Actually, how do they counter charge if you don't have the Conra thing? Oh, they have the Blaze if you're blazing on flip. Oh yeah, well they can't use Conra because they're not Overlords. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, but they have the yeah to get like when your Vanguard becomes blazing, giving you a 4K uh, counter charge one or something like that. Yeah. So they have that, and of course they're still playing uh, Protector for for that. Yeah. Because GPGs are good in Kyra. But yeah, they're just a, lot, a decent bit of Blademaster. And there's been like a couple sweep command lists, but I've not seen any sweep command lists after set 11. Sweep command so I, I don't know how much to say about that. Oh, and there's some blaster stuff. Like pure blasters, not a not Sanctuary Guard. Well, because they keep hitting it. Yeah, Sanctuary Guard is kind of a weird spot right now. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to, what to think about it. But they're all playing like Lou and stuff as the backup. The the new Lou. Yeah, I mean it. It, it kind of meshes the deck together, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Because thanks to your starter, you can you can instantly search either your grade two or your grade three ride. So. Yeah. Thanks, Windall Brave. Yeah, Windall Brave, Brave very expensive card right now too. Yeah, they so like. People who've had them laying around or still have them are just pretty like, good. It's like what thirty something dollars. Yeah, I have one somewhere. Yeah, my uh, my friend sold me one for twenty, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'm not looking Jeez. to give horse in the mouth." Yeah, um, <laughs> they need to reprint that. That would have been great to do in GBT eleven because they were doing all the blaster stuff. You'd think. Right? I'm not sure if they will, to be honest. Why do you think like? That? They just don't print starters like that anymore. Hmm. That's true. I mean... Like, a lot of starters they print nowadays are always, like, GB1, or maybe they have an effect that's not GB, then they have an effect that is GB. Like, the, I think the new Narukami starter is, like, actually absurd. Yeah, right. Like, but it's, like, barely a starter, right? It's just, like, a unit that you want to have around all the time. Okay. Like, kind of like Fugen and, like, Murakumo, except, you yeah. know, is probably better. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it's called Hard Rod Draco Kid, which is, like, honestly... Hard, hard Rod Collider. That it literally sounds like if Cray had like a porn website, this would be the you know featuring Hard Rock Draco Kid. It's like a pre GB way to bind. Yeah, and by the way, I fucking called this. So rest this unit. Your opponent chooses a card from his or her drop zone, binds it face up. So I was talking about that like a year ago. Yeah, but did you get the other half of the effect? No, the I'm other just effect. saying that part came true. <laughs> I win. All right, the rest of it is if he. Uh, if he or she could not bind a card, you unflip one. Choose one of your units with the Thunder Strike ability, and it gets plus 3k. Awesome. Seems like you never want to use that skill. I mean, it, it countercharges one, right? Yeah. And you have to put it in the soul, so you lose it once you do it? Oh, no, no, no. The other skill is uh, Thunder Strike 4. Counterblast put in soul. Choose one of your units, gets plus 3k till the end of the turn, and then your opponent bi- uh, re- retires and binds something. Yeah, you're not really going to use that often unless you, like, you know Calibum's coming the next turn. You're like... Oh man! Well yeah, Calibum. Calibum eats starters, and like, granted, we didn't. I, I didn't know if this matchup was gonna be better for like is gonna make gears a lot better anyway. Yeah. Like, cause sparking can't really abuse like the GB two that you could abuse before is like less relevant because sparking is pretty good. Right. It just eats up a lot of rear guards. I'm I'm looking them all up because I I've, I've read them like six times, but I can never recall. Yeah, so when you stride, you know the Thunderstruck ability, 
you counterblast one, your opponent chooses a rearguard and binds it, and then chooses a card that drops out and binds it. Yeah. So it's a bit more restrictive because it has to have the Thunderstrike ability. Um, but the in the new Vanquisher Strides, um, V-Buster does have Thunderstrike. And that's going to be your first stride, which Narukami finally got a really good first stride. So. Yeah. So it's Soul Blast 1, do exactly what Zorus does. Yeah. And then... But the old Vanquisher Stride, Voltage, does not have a Thunderstrike ability. Yeah. He gains it through his skill. Yeah. Meaning when you stride into Voltage... You are not going to be able to use Sparking Stride skill. Yeah. Um, and then let's see. So the Thunder Strike things you can do. There's Voltex Zapper, the Fire Selection one, mm-hmm. V Max, and uh, mm-hmm. V Buster. Which V Buster is probably just going to take over it. Uh, v Buster still is. Uh, so once per turn, Soul Blast, flip up a card or Persona Flip or whatever. Your opponent chooses one of his or her rear guards and one card from his or her drop zone and binds them face up. If oh, it doesn't even retire. It just binds. Yep. <laughs> Which means Ari Belli is no longer safe. Boo. Uh, I mean, he wasn't safe before. I know, but still. Uh, if the number <laughs> of your rear guards is greater than the number of your opponent's rear guards, choose up to three of your units, they get plus 3k. Fucking awesome. That's great. And then GB3 Thunderstrike 7. All of the units in your front row get plus 5k and it gets uh, crit plus 1, drive plus 1. All right, so I want to know right here, right now. Yeah. What number do you think we're going to reach until Thunderstrike is, like, capped? Like, how high are they willing to go with Thunderstrike? Well, originally it was five, and that was, like, a choice. Right, right, but I'm saying by the end of, like, the Thunderstrike cycle, how high do you think they get? Thunderstrike cycle, like, in a game, or? No, like, in, 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 the, in the creation of the game. Oh. Um, I'm going to go with, like, 15. That's going to be, like... <laughs> 15? 15. Alright, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, what, what, I'm gonna, price is right, I'm gonna say 14. Fuck you, I hate when people do that on the price is right. Oh I mean, I'm supposed to go one over you, but, I'm, but I, I don't think that's gonna, that's gonna do anything. Because price is right, you know, somebody's like, I'm gonna bet yeah. 7999 like $8,000, okay. There is a, like... You know how on, I know you hate this, but you know how on Family Guy they have, like, those fake TV spots, like, where, like, we now return to whatever. That's, like, my favorite part of that show. Just because they can do, like, a one-off gag. Um, yeah. And then, like, they had one with The Price is Right, where it's, like, uh, like, how much do you bet on the dishwasher set? It goes seven eighty. And then, like, all right, Gladys, what are you betting? She goes, "What was the last bet? Seven eighty, seven eighty one." And then the guy next door goes, "Fuck you!" <laughs> Just live TV. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, V Buster. Like this stuff is looking good, and we don't even know the rest of GBT eleven. Um, yeah, this set is looking insane so far. Yeah, like like all the cards that are all like the big rarity cards that have been shown. And I'm I'm not gonna say Linshu because I don't think that card is really relevant at this point. Yeah. Like the card is like medium, and uh, I don't think eradicators matter. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this support has been so far been insane. Yeah. And well, especially because, bef- like when when they for GBT twelve, sorry, I meant to say twelve, um, the like before 
or after they revealed the clans and before they started revealing cards, Bushrev was like, yeah, we know we kind of fucked up on Oracle and Thunderstrike. We're going to fix that. And so far, they're doing great. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, they're doing it. What I love most about the OTT story at Ichikoshima is that it has... Whenever you create these conditions that require, like, effort to get to, like the Oracle ability or like the Thunderstrike ability, the cards you create should have a way to both obtain these abilities and a reward for having this ability. Both V-Buster and Ichikishima do this do this exactly. And they and the reward for having the ability already means you can actually stride them another time. Yeah. A third time. Or even fourth if you know you're playing the game in a different way. Yeah. But like with um with V-Buster, if you didn't need any more Thunderstrike, you can just not use his first ability to, where he persona flips and have a third stride of quad drive plus crit. Yeah. Which I think might be worse than Voltage most of the, at that point, but you know whatever. Uh, but with Ichikishima, you could have a third stride of no Grade Zeros or G Guardians. Yeah, which is crazy. That's um, that's wacky. Um, it, it's got to be definitely interesting. Like, what are you going to do with your heels now? Because. <laughs> Like for after G darts came out, you people would, you just can't guard them. You yeah, literally people, cannot. People would draw into their heels and be like, "Oh, good, I have a G dart." Now it's literally useless. You're sitting there holding a heel trigger. Like, okay, yeah, just gotta use them on uh, other turns, man. Yeah. Call them. <laughs> That's wacky. Yeah, I, I just think it's uh, it's it's really cool. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I've been saying this for a while um, with these with these keywords that require a lot of effort. Yeah. Um, in, in, in magic, they've gotten a lot better with this too. Like there's a keyword called energy where a lot of the cards that, that make that where you need energy also create energy to some extent. Yeah. And like these, these abilities like Oracle Thunderstrike, um, burst in some sense, but burst is bad that require you to like do work to achieve them. Um, need to have a lot of options like, your deck needs to have, like, a many, many options that help you reach it, but your card just can't be full of those. They also need payoffs. Yeah. And the only way to make that consistent is make cards that both create Thunderstrike or create Oracle, aka draw cards, and give you a payoff for them. Mm-hmm. Like, the grade two they showed was also just really good. The grade two. Oh, the... the for OTT. The, the on-hit, counterboss one, soul last one. Uh, do you look at top two or something? Yeah, and then the Oracle plus one for every card in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this is like... I think it's either a common or a rare I'm looking right now. Um, for Shadow Paladin, they revealed this yesterday. It's a rare. So, it's Ritual 3, Counterblast 1, choose one of your rear guards and retire it. At the end of the turn, you may pay the cost. If you do, retire all of your opponent's rear guards in the same column as this unit. Um, I really like this because one of the things that Luard kind of had trouble with was rushing, or being rushed against, and, like, before stride, and this isn't GB restricted, so you can, like, use this to take care of stuff. Yeah, but it's ritual restricted, right? Yeah, but that's not hard to, hard to do. You, I mean, pre-GB it is. Eh. I don't think so. Um, I know with, uh... Like you have to already have three grade ones in drop, and then you need another thing to sack. I mean, you can sack. That seems pretty rough to that. me. I don't know. I I think it's neat. Um, 
Like, I'm fascinated by these, like, burn the whole column because fuck resist thing. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it does get around that. Yeah, my first reaction to this card, I thought this card was just bad. Mm. And, like, it's ritual, so you can't even really play it much else. Yeah. Well, actually, I mean, you can, but, like, what do you, what do you, what's your goal if you're not just playing Lord? Yeah. Like, Lord has a loop now, too, if you even want to go that route. Wait, what's the Well, it's loop? not a real loop, but it's, like, well, you just, pretty close. Well, that's just it's a high the, percentage. I thought that's how the deck works. So you just put the owls back at the end. No, no, like, there's, like, a power loop. Oh. What, how if people work? are playing Grozny and the Owl and using Ezra's, like, there's this weird sequence with Ezra's where you keep putting Ezra's back in the deck and keep recalling Owls. And, like, um, cycling through your deck. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Owl and Raven, sorry. Oh, Cursed Air Raven. The, the yeah. Raven from BT03 or some yeah, crap. GBT03. Yeah, rest it, put it back in deck, call the top two up to top two rested. Yeah. That's crazy. Hooray for Grozny, though. And it's not, it's not like, 100% that you'll always get it, but, like, you can get, like, pretty big Groznies with it. Yeah. I mean, if he's there when you do stride still, he's already at 17 or 15, so... Chances are he's not going to be, but, you know, yeah. we can pretend. I mean, I, when I had Ghetto Lord, I did a pretty good job of keeping him around. And then yeah. I would always call the Night Sky Eagle behind him, so you have a 26K column. Hooray. Um... <laughs> Let's see, there's that new G-Guard, too. Dragweiser Bronark. Um, yeah, that card's weird. Yeah, it basically just became... It's Slamy Flare. Like, you... When it's placed on guard, top five cards, call all grade ones from among them guard circle and put the rest on the bottom. Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting that it doesn't give you a choice. You have to call every single grade one you reveal. Well, it's a hidden zone, right? Like, they can't tell you... Or do you reveal? Um, if it's reveal, then yeah, you can... read the card again. You would have oh, to. Let me look again. Have call it's reveal. Yeah, so it's, it's reveal. It, yeah. when you reveal cards, they become a public zone. Yeah. So you have to put all great ones. Yeah. Hmm. Well. Well, indeed. Yeah, uh, my first thing we thought was the D-Guard was fine. It's whatever. But I did think the great team was bad. Could prove me wrong, but I think the counterblast cost is going to hold it back. What for the the G guard? Um, uh, no, for the great two. Uh, oh, oh, for the Alder. Yeah, I mean, Luar does counterblast quite a bit. Yeah, that's true. Despite having abyssal owl, gotta have abyssal owl, man. I mean, if you don't, you just lose, right? <laughs> yep. I mean, you can search it though, so that's not really a problem, right? Right, right. But you, you, the fact that you have to retire to Vanguard is, like, pretty restrictive. Yeah. So, like, these Vanguards, these, like, strides that don't have a retire skill, like, drag driver, um, just lose a lot of value because, like, you can't actually retire things to it. Yeah. I mean, But drag driver sucks anyway, so who cares? I'm curious about this new Luard where it's, like, he's all dragon. If it needs face-up drag drivers, I'm going to laugh. Oh, I'm going to be super happy about it, too, but... It's going to be like, you have to first stride this bad card to make this probably medium card playable. Mm. Uh, which means this card isn't playable, by the way, if that happens. So, oh, But yeah. hopefully Bushrook doesn't do that. Maybe the card's actually good. Yeah. Ogma fell flat, too. What fell flat? Ogma. 
Ogma, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just that it's not that Ogma is bad; it's that everything else is better. Mm, well, Ogma's pretty hefty cost. Yeah. Um, Ritual Five is can be hard to maintain depending on how the game is going. Yeah, well, it's gonna get harder to maintain with all this Thunderstrike stuff. Um, yeah. Do you think that all all this all these things are gonna um, like affect Night Rose in any way? Actually, we we've already seen that it has not. Oh, wait, no, that's GBT twelve. So, uh, will it affect Night Rose? Because um, you're the new stuff buying so much faster. Yeah, I think it can slow down Night Rose. Yeah. Um, but I think the game plan is not going to change that much. Yeah. Well, the game plan doesn't need to. It's just the stuff against. Like it seems like it would be a check. Yeah. Um, not an outright counter, just a check. And then, I mean, a lot of it's opponent's choice, too, so... Yeah, but I mean, if it's early in the game and they're, like, trying to set up their drop zone and you start getting shit off, like, hard rod. <laughs> I mean, it's still easy to pull t- uh, turns through with, um, with Gauch. Yeah, that's true. Um, I do think... you can't really touch their soul. That's true. Um, I'm curious, like, they have, like, more options just in general for, like, card advantage now, too, though, so it seems like you can survive that easier and like impede has more mileage to it which mm-hmm. also means you can set up closer and closer just you know kills them sometimes that's assuming you draw but man the voltage it. after closer that's the real meat yeah yeah so but you're like, like what do you have like 20 cards in my binds on or am i strike voltage like here's 60k to my front row <laughs> yeah. stand trigger <laughs> <laughs> they do play vn for the most part yeah. I hate sand triggers, but, you know, whatever. Oh, I know. I know. God, sand triggers are awful. If if we ever did enough episodes on this show and, like, what, and we wanted to take a week off, I'm just going to pull an NPR and be like, this this episode originally aired whatever thing two years ago, and then just... Like, we're just talking about these things that are just worse than crits, like, 99% of the time. Yeah. Although, I have to say, I started using, like, I went back to the, like, early game build with Great Nature... <laughs> And stands are really fucking awesome in there. Yeah, when you trigger them. Yeah, no, but I mean like... Or you trigger them when they don't matter, like, and you're just like, okay. What? No, because you commit to the field so early. Um, like, I I don't think I've really had a problem with it. Because you have two cards that restand things on their own, so if you whiff a stand trigger, you can just do it anyway. You're like, alright, cool. So it's redundant, yeah. basically. It's just because I wanted to, to get more attacks out of the deck. So without stand triggers, it's five. And then with stand triggers, it's anywhere between, you know, six and eight. Which is it's good. just a radic grand tiger not being once per turn. Yeah. I actually had a question about this. So grand tiger's skill... So the once per turn thing says when it attacks a vanguard, but it says if this unit is boosted... So my question so, is, can you attack Vanguard unboosted, and that will make you whiff yeah. this? Like, will that whiff the skill, or... Just... No, you can, you, you, it has to be boosted in order for it to go into the uh, standby. That's what I fucking thought. Um, I, I got in... Yeah, I've been getting in a lot it's of... It's like Grey Belly, too. Like, if he's not successful, his ability doesn't even go into standby. Yeah. Good. Like, right. you have to have the option to pay costs. Yeah, so like I I, I did uh, like my one of my favorite turns nowadays is uh, a funk. So you go into a funk, and you have t- 
Tustmaster, Crayon Tiger, and a Booster. And you, you, if you have Castanet Donkey or the Skunk, you shove in Soul plus 3k to Crayon Tiger. And so then you go, alright, 12 at Vanguard, attack with Tustmaster, restand uh, Crayon Tiger. Crayon Tiger, restand Tustmaster, Vanguard, and then attack with Tustmaster. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, good stuff. Pretty good if you have a 7k behind Tustmaster also, so the column becomes 22 after. Yeah. I mean, that's like the bare minimum that you need, though, which is nice. And typically you do want a full field with the font, because then you're swinging in with like 46k, which is nothing to sneeze at. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've, I've liked the funk for a start out of great nature. Yeah. It's, it, it's just a start that like, your opponent has to work to guard. Yeah, it's either that or Hrimthurs is my first stride. Yeah, Hermthurs is deep. Hermthurs is better if you're either behind or don't want to commit as much to the field for fear. Yeah, of... like you just don't have a hand that works with a funk. Also true. Um, but there's options, which is good. Yeah, I think one of Great Nature's weaknesses is just kind of like putting together boards that make sense. <laughs> yeah. And all of them involve Grand Tiger. But sometimes you have like Grand Tiger and like no other Grade 2, and you're like, ugh. Yeah, so you start calling Grade 1s and shit, you're like, ugh. <laughs> I mean, the good thing is you have all your duck bills and stuff left over. No one really bothers to kill those, because why would you? So, worst case scenario, you with stride skill, it's an 11k, so you can work with that at least. Mm-hmm. So then you. I mean, what sucks now is things are just killing indiscriminately. Yeah, because <laughs> like I want your whole field to be gone. So like now they have like a reason to kill your like little yeah. shit. Yeah, it's a shame. Um. Do you think that the Blade Master stuff is gonna like get traction over here? Um, I mean, people always want to play Kagura, so yes. <laughs> I should talk to Helen about this. It seems like she would be the person to ask. Um. Yeah. Yeah, but it is. Uh, it is. It is doing stuff in Japan. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have much experience with it, but from what the uh, from what tournament results have showed, people are playing the deck to a pretty high, uh, to pretty decent success. Yeah. Uh, I with the with the Bermuda set, do you think anything's going to change with that? Because they did no, they did duos, Choo Choo, Pacifica, Sun Prism, and Choo Choo. Choo-choo. What is Choo-choo? Why did they even do that? That's my question. It's the... called Cho-Cho. Whatever, it's a train. Choo-choo. Cho-cho. What? Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> the... <laughs> it just bothers me that, like, there are some of their, like, archetypes in Bermuda still need a lot of help, and then they, like, fucking go get another plate of food before they finish this one. You know what I mean? And also, you have, like, Cho-Cho players have to wait a year a fucking year for their next round of support. Right? Yeah. Like, what What do you, what do they do? You just fucking put that shit in the closet and wait a year? I guess. Yeah. Play it with your friends and be sad. I still think it would be interesting to have a tier system like Pokemon does with, uh, not VGC. Uh, Smogon. Smogon. I mean, it's just hard hard to manage for card games. I guess so. 
Because like for gears like with this with this tier system like would have to start including rear guards. Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't really change like much of what the problems are, and so it's just too much too much like it's too much effort and too much like upkeep. Yeah. Hard fight rear guard. Yeah, I mean the most you could do like the what Magic does is they separate it by rarities. Like there's like a popper format that is commons only. Interesting. So, and, that, and that, that's a completely different format than, uh, than than others. Yeah. And it's not necessarily weaker, depending on what you're comparing it to. It is weaker than, like, you know, the, the power formats, but it's yeah. not it's not as weak as standard, say. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like how we had to go into the future for shit to talk about. <laughs> Hey man, like, I bled Bushiroad. Me too, but like, release some stats already. Jeez, I like to I like to think we're smarter than this, where we can come up with stuff to talk about that isn't just like the future. I mean, there's not even that many events right now because we're like kind of between that too, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> we're in the doldrums, and we only have I think four plans left to analyze yeah and we, we should probably do those at one point yeah we have Nubatama Darker Regular um Tachikaze and Gear Chronicle but um, see these like need like Gear Chronicle is going to be the end right yeah Gear Chronicle is going to be the last Tachikaze one. right that's one week yeah and we still have to wait till September to do Nubatama or DI yeah so it still doesn't help us yeah Ugh. I mean, it helps a little bit, right? That we have, like, this one topic, but, yeah. I mean, we don't necessarily have to have the cards be out in English. We just have to know what they are. Um, yeah. So, which... I mean, we, it helps when people have had some reps with the deck. Yeah. We can do that for DIs, but... Um, new Atama, we're going to have to wait. Yeah. So, bummer. Um, but, yeah, uh, the the big thing is, like, how the, the creating of cards is changing for uh, for keywords. Come us at twelve. Yeah, and it looks like a lot better direction. It makes more sense with just you know designing mechanics. Yeah. Than the old stuff did. Yeah, well, because now you have the keyword thing that helps you get keyword, and the thing that rewards you for having the keyword. Mm-hmm. So, it's a it's a good design choice by Bushiroad. I hope they keep doing it. Yeah, um, and it's just completely absurd to start with start start like this since this is like common design stuff. Yeah, but whatever. Um, yep. All right, let's see. What else? Is that kind of it? Or Yeah, it's mostly it for me. Um, yeah, was there something else you wanted to say? Uh, just an announcement. Um, so <laughs> last week I put out uh, a plea to all you listeners for episode ideas. And I did get some, but like, you know... Even if the idea sucks, or we have no use for it, or we already did it, because I don't expect you, if you just showed up, to listen to the entire backlog. No one's going to do that. But We should. <laughs> but, like, I I do appreciate episode ideas, because we can't fucking come up with this shit on our own, especially after we uh, run out of clan analysis ideas. Um, you know, if you have uh, an idea you want us to do, please, please... Tweeted us at Nexus at night. Um, yeah, I should probably make a Facebook page for this. That'd be easier. Maybe. Because not everyone uses Twitter. 
And then you can also find me at Atlas Novak or Matt at Widdums. So is it W I G G U M Z Z Z Z Z Z. All right. So do that. Yeah, and Twitter's great. Everyone should use Twitter. I fucking hate Twitter. <laughs> like, well, Twitter's amazing. It's so much better than Facebook. I can't keep up with it. It updates too fast. For no, me. You, you just don't. That's the point. But, but like, you don't need to keep up. Do you, you keep up with everything posted on Facebook when you have like fifty friends? Well, no, but like the you don't scroll down and look at everything. No one does this. That's true. <laughs> you just like let it go. Be like, oh, I missed it. Whatever. <laughs> the same with Discord. It moves too fast. Just whatever. I don't yeah. need to know that information. Somehow with Twitter and stuff, I feel like I missed out. Or <laughs> I mean, there are some things that are only alive for a, for a, for a brief second. That's true. So if you miss those, you're done. Yeah. Oh, now you just you know appear like you're trying too hard if you gonna show up like twelve hours later. Like, oh, I want to join this. You're yeah. like, eh, not too much. I I always feel bad with like Discord if someone tags me in something, and then I show up like two hours later, and you, they've already moved on to talk about something else. Like we could sort of find it. Just let them know what you're responding to. Yeah, well, like you you tag them back and be like, that the answer or whatever. Um. Yeah. Well, in any case, happy birthday to us. Thank you all for listening these 52 weeks. And uh, I want to play this just because I'm a sap. Here we go. This is Yeah, this guy. I don't know. I I, I should get a soundboard or something. I was listening to Laser Time, and they, they just have one of those for random sound clips. Um, Laser Time, good good podcast. It's all like topic based. They're they're on your podcast app or SoundCloud. I don't know why I'm plugging them. I have no reason to, but they're a fun podcast. So, yay! We should get actual sponsors instead of the fake ones I make up every week. Well, that's hard, man. Yeah, I mean we we have to have like a substantial amount of listeners for that to be a thing. I think. All right. Well, anyway, until next time, I was Atlas. And I'm Matt. And see you all next time. I want to take the time to thank anybody who found this podcast. Uh, I also recommend sharing it with your friends, family, anybody who likes Vanguard. Uh, You can find us on SoundCloud or on your podcast app, that little purple thing that goes in the folder of the stuff you can't delete, like stocks. Who uses stocks? Anyway, you can also tweet me, Atlas Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S-N-O-V-A-C-K. You can also tweet at Nexus at Night, N-E-X-U-S-A-T-N-I-G-H-T. Or you can tweet the Nexus Core YouTube channel, so at N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Be sure to check out that YouTube channel. Uh, We have, you know, card fights and deck profiles and all that good stuff.